The Honest Mom Project. Acknowledge your feelings, break free from expectations, build your beautiful life as a mother is now available wherever you can find books. But let's face it, most of us are on Amazon, so that link is in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this book. Share it with those that you love. It is short. Each chapter is broken up into little segments, so super easy to read, super easy to put down, pick back up a week later. And you can stick that book in the diaper bag, in your purse, right next to your bedside, and share it with those that you love. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Thank you for your support of the book, and have a great day, moms. Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Hello, moms. Welcome back to the Honest Mom Podcast. Your host, Michelle, here again with a solo episode where we're talking about the theme of normalizing our feelings. And to give you the courage after you listen to this episode that it's okay for you to feel the way you feel, talk about what you want to talk about, get everything out and don't hold things in. And I've talked about this theme in little sprinkles throughout each episode because that is the point of this podcast is us being honest, being vulnerable, finding people that we can trust to release those feelings. So you don't do what I did, which was push everything under the rug, hold everything in and pretend that I had my shit together when I, you know, they don't, it doesn't go away. You just keep putting stuff in the bag and the bag just keeps getting bigger and then explodes. So, um, I was inspired this week on my 12 hours of driving to and from Ohio to visit my my brother and his wife and my one-year-old nephew and his birthday party this past weekend with Brooklyn and my husband, my parents. It was wonderful. And my other brother, Steve. Um, and I listened to a lot of podcasts over the, the, the drive. And one of them, um, it was a episode, an episode from Zen Parenting Radio. And it's episode 651, which a link I will have in the show notes about emotional well-being um, is number one. And this has to do this episode mostly with parenting. However, I think this definitely ties in just to being humans in general, adults, moms going through postpartum feelings. So I found this very inspirational and I love when things can tie into other areas of life. And I think that's the point of a lot of these um, episodes, these uh, mental health and normalizing our feelings and just making us all connect more with our mental health. I think it can bleed into any area or stage of your life. 
and anyone that is in your family. And why this is, the episode just had great little things, um, little tidbits that I related to. One particular was a reason why I probably didn't talk to my husband or my mom about my feelings. And this is something I've talked about and I, it's not a negative thing about them in any way. It's just something that I didn't work well with where my husband and my mom and moms out there naturally, you know, this, like you want to fix and help and step in and make someone feel better and you love them and you don't want to see them hurt. So you want to fix. And my husband's the same way. You know, how can I fix this? How can I fix this? And this episode touched on that, which, you know, just triggered my own little feelings of why I didn't tell certain people in my life. And it wasn't anything against them or that I didn't trust them. It was like, oh, I don't want them to solve my problem. I just kind of wanted to maybe release things, but I was also embarrassed at the same time um, and uh, had a lot of pride behind me that it was a sign of weakness. Um, a lot what they talk about in this episode too is the world of suicide. And they're specifically talking about teen adolescent suicide and the epidemic that's rising as you all, or maybe you aren't aware of. We've had a situation here in my community of a girl in high school, right after prom, um, you know, she ended her life and it shook up the community. It shook up me being a mother of a girl. And I, I mean, you know, regardless if it was a girl or a boy, you know, you're, you're definitely take it to heart, but especially the world of girls and how they can be affected by things. Um, just You know, I have a girl in my world and that's what I related to. So this episode I listened to specifically for that, but I found so many things in here that ignited things about motherhood. And that we can tie into how we handle our emotions in motherhood. And I have a history with depression and anxiety before I was pregnant. You, if you've been listening and especially my get to know you episode, you know that I've had that history. And so I was already pretty vulnerable to going back into that world after I had Brooklyn. And I did. And I was very susceptible to going back to that depression and anxiety, anxiety and depression. However, you know, which, whichever comes first, the chicken or the egg, I don't know. Um, today, we're going to start out with a mom card drawing of the week. And I think what I'm going to draw from is the be strong pile. And being strong um, means that we are honest and vulnerable and talk about our feelings. I used to think being strong meant you figure it out on your own. And you don't rely on anyone because you can do it by yourself. And it can be, it was further from the truth. All right, the be strong pile. Let me open it. All right. You can if you think you can. And that's Norman Vincent Peel. You can if you think you can. So moms out there regarding this card, if you have any, any doubt out there of what you're going through, need some help, if you need help or if you feel like you're lost, any little feeling in there, you can ask for help. You can be strong and find that strength. It takes work. It takes support. Women around you and I'm definitely there with you. You can reach out to me, like I say, almost every episode to find that inner strength before you go to that next step. 
So little inspiration for you all to just kind of start this conversation. I am going to be playing a little tidbit of the Zen parenting episode, and I encourage you to listen to the rest. I will have, again, a link in the show notes to that episode. I'm going to be playing it directly from my phone, and um, I just want you to take all this to heart. And here we go. I'm going to press play and we'll just discuss after we are done listening. It's just going to be about a couple minutes here. Discomfort. This is Susan David. This is not my quote. This is Susan David's quote. Discomfort is the price we pay for living a meaningful life. Mm. And sometimes, and I'm not talking about that we sit in discomfort and then we stay in it, but sometimes having a difficult conversation or being willing to shift our priorities or being willing to say, my kid needs a mental health day or being willing to ask for help. You know, what I was going to say is the, that I, I'll try to use I statements, sometimes have a resistance of asking the difficult question. And the difficult question might be, Hey, have you ever felt depressed child? Or, hey, have you ever had any type of ideas of harming yourself? Like, those are scary questions that us parents, um, that I sometimes resist asking my kids. And I think if I were to get a, um, you know, try to support some, all the parents out there that are listening is be willing to ask those uncomfortable questions. Well, and be willing to believe your kid when they tell you something, you know, I've had just in the last year, I've talked to a lot of families and talked to a lot of teenagers and talked to a lot of friends of the teenagers and just, you know, lots of different groups of people. And there's a lot of feedback that these teens tell me that they share with their parents. This is how I'm feeling. And the parents either are like, yeah, but you'll get through it. Or let's focus on what's most important, which is your grades. Um, or there are some that are like, okay, um, you know, I'll get you a therapist, but then they don't talk about it at home. So it's almost like this, this thing. And then let me, uh, let me, you know, go full circle. And then there are parents that get very involved Mm -hmm. and they support their child and they make it a common conversation in the home. So it's not just everyone is dropping the ball. There are some families and parents that are really hearing what their kids have to say and doing their best to pull together the resources they can. And I'm also very aware because I'm helping people find therapists all the time, that there's a ton of wait lists and there's not a lot of resources that are available. You know, um, you know, sometimes you have to wait and I totally get that. Like, so tidbits that I pulled just from that small, you know, that two minutes of that episode, um, the difficult questions, you know, your friend, your mother, your spouse, your partner, people that love you may notice things about you and they may be paying attention, but they are afraid to ask the que- the difficult questions. I know anyone out there as well that has children that are grown may be relating to this as well, just on the kid, you know, the child side of things. And also believing the person when they tell you something's not right and not pushing it under the rug. And if the person you love or you gets help to bring the conversation into the home too, to bring the healing into the home as well and to support. And through these difficult situations, we grow 
and we learn, we become stronger. And I really just, with those two minutes of that episode, I just found that such a gem of knowledge and acknowledgement and also some compassion for people in my life. Because sometimes we ask that question of, well, no one ever, I feel like no one even notices or no one even cares maybe, or I'm drowning and I feel like no one sees me and maybe they do, but they're just afraid to ask that difficult question. Okay. And sometimes it takes us bringing up the difficult conversations and getting uncomfortable is okay. Together, we support one another. And if you feel you can't afford professional help or there's a wait for a therapist, like they were saying, because trust me, I'm getting Brooklyn into just some general therapy, just like me, you know, just to kind of be on the ball, um, for her life in general, just to have someone, if she needs someone and there's a month long wait list for that. Uh, so I understand that, but if you are waiting, there's people out there that can support you, but sometimes you can't wait. So if you need that immediate help, please, 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 reach out to someone professional to help you, but also know that there's people around you that can help support you through this. And the world of virtual therapy is amazing. So if someone locally you can't find, um, or there's a wait list, like I said, or you're just not connecting with someone, go on social media. There's amazing therapists out there that can help you virtually. They don't have to be physically in front of you. Um, they can still be face to face to, you know, with you and support you. I also want to end the shame of talking about these feelings and, you know, to normalize these feelings, to end the shame and knowing us all knowing that we're not alone, that we need to talk, that we need to be vulnerable together. We need to find bravery to heal and know that our feelings are valuable, that our emotions are valuable and important. Think if like you had your teen child in front of you. So for me, let's say Brooklyn at nine or maybe in middle school in her teen years comes to me with her feelings. My goal would be to validate those feelings, to not challenge them or like, oh, 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 it's okay. You know, you'll be fine. Just keep yourself busy. Like you know, Zen parenting radio, like they were just saying, you know, that we have that tendency to put the busyness in our worlds and keep people occupied, that that's going to make them feel better or forget about their feelings or just breeze over them. And, you know, all it does is make it worse. It just makes you kind of, you know, be numb to them for a little while because you're in this big old batter of busy being stirred up and stirred up, but when things settle, the problems are still going to be there. So ending that shame, and I'm going to be starting to read a book. I don't have the book in front of me, but I'm going to do a specific episode on shame. One of my guests uh, suggested it. She's a therapist and her episode is coming. Big surprise with that. We talk about mommy wine culture and a lot of the shame that we have as mothers. And so this book that I'm going to be reading over this summer is going to be part of an episode. So I can't wait 
to learn and to share all the information with all of you so we can end the shame which helps normalize these feelings and makes us comfortable talking about them with nothing to hide. All right. One of my favorite things this week, which has been a favorite for about a year now, is Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen. It's for your face. It's like a gel almost. SPF 40 blends in super easily, super smooth. It's almost, it's also like they say, they advertise it as a primer for your makeup. I don't wear um, foundation, but um, you know, if I wear some bronzer or something, it's some, you know, the, or if you wear foundation, it's also a primer, clean ingredients. So none of the, you know, all the parabens, all that stuff that you already know about. They have also, I use their um, spray sunscreen because I know spray sunscreens, people have their feelings on those. I used to have them as well, but (laughs) there are days where I need to be spraying my girl instead of gooping her up, but they're actually, their body sunscreen is very smooth, blends easily. So I have that as well and a stick for Brooklyn's face. So ingredients I trust, and you know, the world of sunscreen, if you're a new mom or you will find out, I think it's like the number one topic of mommy Facebook groups is safe sunscreens. And it's overwhelming, annoying, and a pain in the ass to find one. So if I can save you the time, I have used so many and this one, I just love the feel and Brooklyn knock on wood has not had a sunburn ever. And I just it's because of my sunscreen research. (laughs) She will have one someday. I know that, but as of now, this sunscreen is amazing. All right. My brutally honest moment when it comes to this topic, I thought being honest about my postpartum feelings made me weak, that these feelings would pass, that only the strong survive. I was so disconnected with what strong and weak actually meant. I had no energy to put in any work to do what was best for me. I had too much pride and I was exhausted. I didn't want my husband to think I wasn't cut out to be a mom or doubt who he married. So all those feelings together had me pushing things under my rug, into my bag, whatever you want to call it, into the bookshelf, smash that book in. It had me suffocated for five years until I started talking about things. And I am not, I'm not kidding you. My life has a 180 since I have been opening up to women out there, to you on this podcast. This has been amazing for myself as well, selfishly, but I hope for you that you're relating to, you know, some of the stuff that I've been talking about and that, you know, you can reach out to me on any, any source, Instagram, website, email, whatever you want to do to just kind of let me know. I've had, you know, some moms reach out to me with paragraphs of just how they've been feeling. And I'm so glad that I can be a source of release for you. And to also tell you like, hey, you are not alone and you never are. Three pieces of advice on this topic. First, listen to this podcast in every episode before this one and after this one to know you aren't alone and help you acknowledge your feelings. My steps that I was going to be kind of doing not only in my book, But, and I may still do this with a group in the future, but my steps to healing for myself and for you as moms is to 
one, talk about the feelings, which we're doing here on this podcast, which then help you to, to connect with your feelings and have that light bulb go off that ding, 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 like, oh, <laughs> I felt that way. She feels that way. I thought I was the only one, which then leads to three, your acknowledgement of the feelings. I did feel this way. I had depression. I don't have to have a formal diagnosis or whatever you had. I had anxiety or I don't know what I had. I just felt like shit and I hated certain stages of this motherhood journey. And I'm having a really hard time right now. And I don't know where to go or who to talk to. And then in turn, that leads to you being brave enough to talk about this with others. Maybe one person you start with, even if it's me, then maybe a trusted friend or someone or your spouse or partner, whoever, which leads you to talking more with other mothers, creating that community, normalizing our feelings, ending the shame, and just being proud that you are, you have the strength to want to heal and to do the work to heal because it is work, but we can do that together. All right. Number two, talk to a trusted friend. One is just fine. I touched on that. I tend to do this with these three pieces of advice. I start going to the next one and then I go to the second one and I'm like, oh, I already talked about that. All right. So find that trusted person, friend, therapist, priest, anyone that you can think of um, me, like I said, all right. And number three, talk to a professional, especially now, right now, if you're having more dangerous feelings about hurting yourself or your baby. So I want to definitely stress that that is nothing to mess with. That is, you need to find that strength somewhere to find that person to help you through that. And there are people out there that will help you support you and get you through these times. All right. All right. Someone failed to mention. Someone failed to mention how talking about my feelings was considered a strength, that talking about them to someone I trust would help me get out of my clouds, that there are many resources out there to pair with therapy. All right. So talking about like books, podcasts, friends, group, mommy groups, Facebook groups, an Instagram connection that you get. No one talked about the feelings outside the pediatrician's checklist and how those warranted therapy as well. So my point is like, I may not myself, I may not have wanted to hurt myself or my baby. Maybe I was getting up and getting out of bed and getting dressed and showering, but I still had these 30 other feelings that day that I didn't see on my pediatrician's overly Xerox checklist. But so if they weren't on the checklist, you know, I felt like I wasn't validated that maybe my feelings weren't normal and maybe I was alone and no one else felt the same way I did. Like I was an alien and that could be further from the truth. Someone failed to mention that these feelings were normal, but that I still needed to get help to get through them. Someone failed to mention that me keeping my feelings inside would only make my life worse. It didn't get better by hiding. It definitely did get worse. All right. So our next segment is some other sources that um, are going to be all in the show notes. There's a great article um, titled Normalizing Postpartum Depression, and I will put that link in the show notes. It's a great short read for all of you, one page. I also will be linking the Zen Parenting Radio 
podcast. So you can listen to this episode 651 that we are referring to in the beginning, as well as there are many, many other episodes that are incredible. I also have two links to two books, Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. That is a major favorite of mine because they also have, Karen Kleiman is the author. She is an author of many postpartum books. So a wonderful, wonderful read. Uh, This one is more comic style with illustrations by Molly McIntyre. And it illustrates a mom having a certain feeling as a bubble thought. And it's kind of like she feels alone and doesn't think that the person with her or anyone can relate. It's just such a great book and it's very compact. It makes a great gift. Um, and it gets, it gets a little bit, you know, on the darker side of things too. So if you, if you don't want to give it for a baby shower gift, maybe just keep it on hand for someone that may need it when they enter that motherhood and have some challenges, keep it on that bookshelf and read it yourself for sure. And then I have an Instagram account that I'm linking. You already may know Becky Vieira with Witty Otter. She's hysterical, but she is a person that has helped normalize feelings for myself. I've connected with her because I really do connect with humor with a lot of things to get me through it. And I love that she also, not only does she have humor, but she also has a softness to her that balances out very well with her Instagram. So Witty Otter is the handle. And at the end of the day, everyone, moms, it's time to, you know, just find people like myself that will help normalize these feelings for you. Having difficult conversations will make us stronger. Getting through these difficult feelings and situations will make us stronger. Our mental and emotional health is important, just as important as our physical health. We need to normalize that as well and treat our beautiful brains and minds in the same way that we would treat our physical self when we are healing and adjusting to our new lives as mothers. So I hope you enjoyed this just connection that I made with this episode of Zen Parenting Radio with the way that we can carry that through into motherhood. So please, I encourage you to listen to the whole episode. Not only will it prepare you for when your child is at the age that, um, you know, they're talking about in this episode, but you will also make some connections of how we should be doing this from the start to help us in our motherhood journey that our mental and emotional well-being needs to start young, that we as mothers can be in charge of that with our children so that they hopefully, when they adjust to their motherhood and their parent, parenting journey, that they've got the tools and things hopefully by the time that happens, that our, these feelings are normalized a bit more. And our closing inspiration is coming from Witty Otter from Miss Becky Vera. I love this quote. And it's on her feed. Society started referring to moms as superheroes because it was easier to sit back and let us do everything while making it seem like a compliment rather than taking things off our plates and actually stepping up and helping us. So this reminds me 
of what I was speaking about earlier with one of my aha moments that I thought that being strong meant that I handled my shit on my own, that I took everything on my shoulders, that I didn't ask for help, that I wasn't vulnerable or bring up weaknesses inside of me that were happening. And to be that superhero that I thought everyone, you know, that I should be for everyone else. And in the meantime, I was crumbling and I don't expect anyone to read my mind or to, you know, step in and take over because I know some people are afraid to do that. Some people are afraid, like I said, to have the difficult conversations, to offer help, to um, step in and take over in some areas because they are afraid they may get a different reaction than they hoped. And maybe we have given that reaction before and we just need to be the ones to ask for help and to let people know that it's okay to step in, to ask us difficult questions, to check in on us, to normalize our conversations about all of this. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I appreciate the time that you've taken for yourself to listen to this episode. All of these amazing resources will be in the show notes. Definitely follow and subscribe our show, my show, the Honest Mom Podcast, as well as Zen Parenting Radio, and you will not regret either. I look forward to connecting with you next week on another episode of the Honest Mom Podcast. Until then, make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.